the Bible. Okay, do you see this verse? Now that's English you are reading. You write from the beginning to the end. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul tests for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. That is English language. But this is Hebrew reading. Oh, where there is no water. Where it's dry and thirsty. My flesh longs for you. And so my soul tests for you. Therefore, I will seek you early for you are my God. Did you get that sense? Psalm 23, verse 1. This way they read it in Hebrew. I shall not want... Because the Lord is my shepherd. Now, we think like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Did you see the difference? Did you get it? Are you still here? All right. So, in the Hebrew language that God ordained in a way, because it's God's people's language, life is lived backward. You look at what is, and then you live from there, there. Some of these success people tapped into it like uh, Stephen Covey and Co. And you see, you live your life backward. Look at, at the end of your life and live from there here. Praise God. Is that clear? Now, I also ask myself, what is the scheme of work? What is syllabus? It's to help you live life backward, to know where you are going. Is that, did you get that? All right. Now, you have heard church people saying you have to serve God. You have to serve God. So, I need a scheme of work. I need a syllabus about serving God in life. Are you hearing me, everybody here? Say that one more time. For me to serve God creditably, I don't want to get to heaven. I find I'm just serving and, 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 and I didn't do it quite well. Praise God. So I need to have a heaven syllabus of serving God so that every week I can actually measure my progress. That's why I departed from just doing ministry. See, lots of us I'm to become famous. We, we, I didn't go to ministry because I want to do ministry. I didn't go to ministry because I wanted to make impact. No, I came to ministry because I saw the glory of the New Testament and, and the beauty of Jesus Christ. And, and that, that's my goal. I don't really see things about becoming famous and cool. I'm an introvert. I like to be by myself. I'm okay. Praise God. I don't need any, I don't need any fame or all or power or something. I just want to please the master. Now, the scheme of work you require in serving God so that when you arrive in heaven, which you will one day, Pastor, that's a long time to come. The Bible says, what is your life? It's a shadow that exists for a little time. Remember primary school? It's like a shadow now. Am I correct? Okay. So I asked myself, Lord, can you give me a scheme of work so that I know what to do and I do them in different ways you want me to do them? I cracked my head for years. Find, because it can be very confusing when you go to church. Just say, serve God, serve God, serve God, serve God. How do you serve God? Then God gave me a picture of his place of service called the temple or the tabernacle. Now, God gave Israel, please, are we here, everybody? God gave Israel the tabernacle. What did he give them? The tabernacle. And that tabernacle has three compartments. Follow me like this. There is the outer court. Then there is the holy place. There is the most holy place. You remember that? You remember that? That is the place of service. So certain works are done in the outer court. Certain works are done in the holy place. Certain work is done in the most holy place. You can see, the Bible says we are the temple of God. 
We are the what? The temple of God, right? So what work we will offer in being that kind of three compartment too? Are you hearing me? That kind of three. So there's the work that we offer the most. I was not told that clearly. And I was trying to find out. So if you are the the, 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 the temple of God and serving God, there must be the outer court work, there must be the holy place work, that is the most holy place work. Now, this most holy place gives the tabernacle is many. If you uproot that most holy place, the rest of the work is useless. Do we get that? Now, let's go to 25th Matthew. Jesus gave us three parables that describe our work with him until he comes. Verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That's the first parable. Second parable, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servant and delivered his goods or the story of the talent. Look at verse 415. And to one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one one. Are we here, everybody? Are we here, everybody? What's the first Parable. Ten virgins. What's the second parable? The talent. Let's look at the third parable, verse 31. This is the third parable. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Next verse. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goat. Now, anybody anybody who is reading that with a Jewish mind will have an insight into this. Are you listening, everybody? He gave them, when you read that story with a Jewish mind, you'll be amazed. You know, he said, there's the, 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 this is the outer court. You see, the, the first one is what? The parable of the ten virgins. The next one was parable of the talent. The next one is the parable of the sheep and the goat. Remember that? Remember that? See, Jesus was describing the levels of our work and service to him that we must be offering as Christians. And he was giving us, now listen very carefully. You see, usually they bring sheep and goat into that outer court to offer them. They don't go beyond that. The sheep and goat is there. Are you listening? Now, when you enter into the holy place, you find table made with gold. Hello? You find all the incense. You have the lamp made with gold. Thanks, sir. So, we have that. Then, you go to the most holy place. There's a lamp. There's a Shekinah light burning there. It's the Shekinah glory of God. See those three parables? The day I saw it, it blessed my life. So, I'm no, more, I'm no longer confused how to serve God now. I know what to serve God now and I can measure my progress every week. First, I must serve God in the outer court, sheep and goat. Then I must serve God with my talent. That's the holy place. Then the parable of the ten virgins is what? The most holy work you can ever do. Did you get what I just said? One more time. See, there's the sheep and the goat out there. Then there's the parable of talent here. Then there's the parable of what? The ten virgins here. You can measure your progress and see how you are doing so that when you get to heaven, you will not be surprised because God has his record for him. He built upon that tabernacle. What's the first one? Let's start from the outer court. What's the first part of your work you need to do? The outer work. Everybody can see. He said, when I was hungry, 
you feed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. That's the work of the outer court. All of us will be engaged in that as the sheep offered to God. Is that clear? Is that clear? So that you can do every week. You can ask yourself, who can I feed this week? Who can I give some thirst water to? Who can I clothe? Who can I visit? Who can I? See, that is my work I need to do. That's the, that's the work out there. And I can measure that using my physical food, clothes to touch life. Is that clear? And God will measure it when you get to heaven and say, put the sheep and the goat on this side. The, the second one here is what? The parable of the talent. The, what God has invested in your life as gifts, as resources. Your gift in church. Hello? God has given everybody here gifts to serve him with among these people. Hello? See, that's our work toward the whole world. Then the Bible said that when you come to the holy place, only the priest entered there. God's going to ask you the gift and talent I endow you with. Is it giving? Is it praying? Is it teaching? Is it visiting or hospitality? Whatever I've given you, I'm going to ask you at this level and I'm going to give you reward as a child of God. Praise God, somebody. So if I come to church and among God's people, I don't do anything beyond sheep and goat, I've not done quite so much well. That's just 30 fold there. The 60 fold must come and I must go higher. I must serve God. It's easier to just give food. It's easier to just give money. But I must also dig down deep within me and find my talent. Am I teaching? Am I praying? Am I giving? What am I going to do to contribute to the kingdom of God in the midst of his people? I must do that. If I don't do that, I can give all my food to the poor, but I don't have such a weight of talent of gold. You cannot compare food to gold, talent. It's higher ground. But you cannot say, because I'm doing talent, I can't do that one. The whole house must be complete. Is that clear? So, one more time, there is what I do to humanity. Feed, clothe, visit, touch, help, right? Then there's this one I use in the house of God among God's people. I must say, Pastor, uh, I'm serving God among these people. God put you in a local church to touch people's life and serving with gift and talent. I'm going to ask you what you do with it. Not because of pastors talking about it, but because he has already endowed you with it. It's going to demand from you. Do you go through the discipline and the training to get that job done? Do you increase more about it? And you know what? You're either living life well or don't live life well depends on that. So it's not just because it's my choice to serve in church. I'm not serving church. You serve in tabernacle there in the holy place. Now, listen everybody. This is where I'm going. I'm going to round up here. It's good to give food. It's good to use your talent. But it has no relevance if you don't do the holy, the most holy work of your life. Now, what's the most holy work of your life? What's the most holy work you can offer God? Not singing the choir. Not preaching and teaching. Not giving food to the hungry. The most holy work that will make all other work holy is this. 25th Matthew, verse 1. The parable of the ten virgins. Let's look at it. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Huh? Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. What happened next? But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. 
And what happened next? And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Next verse. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. What happened to them next? And the foolish said to the wife, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. Now you can't share here. Is this not food you can give to the hungry? Bread to you. can do that. You can share that. You can share, ta- you can, you can share talent. You can share food. But you can't share this one. But the wife answered, said, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Next verse. But, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. See, see, and after they came and said, Lord, open, open to us. What did he say next? But he answered and said, I surely I said to you, I don't know you. We, we're not familiar. We're not on good terms. Now, what's the meaning of that? Your first work, your holy, your most holy work, is not to just give food to the hungry or to use your talent in church. Your most holy work is to be ready and have your lamps burning. It's to be spiritually vibrant and alive to God. If you are not vibrant and alive to God, you can give all the food, you can be nice in church, do your gift. It doesn't mean so much. Because you don't know have a chance to see him. And you know what? Now, this is the big deal. It's costly to have oil. You just can't come to church and drag yourself along and think you're going to grow spiritually. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. You don't want something cheap? No work here. The most holy place is the highest place. It's the highest price. And if you don't pay that, the rest doesn't make any sense. You can come to church. Everybody likes you. You serve. You do things. You Out there in the world, that's fine. But it's your lamp bunny. Are you ready for the master? You see, you see, you see, you got oil. Are you, are you filled? You see, that lamp must be burning and you must be pouring oil into it. What's the oil? You pay for it. You take the time to grow, to come to church and pay spiritual price, buy books. You have to spend money and spend time. So as we just coast along. Particularly those of us who are really grown up in the world for some time, you get to the point, you just peak. You can go further. All you know is all you know. That's spiritual idiocy. That's what happened to them. They've got a place, they just got enough. And they were going on. You know, I told myself, whatever it will cost me, I'm going to have excess in life spiritually. I'm not going to do all that crap. That's why you don't see me do it. It's costly to grow. It's costly to move with God. It's costly to live on and be vibrant. It's costly to sense the Lord and be ready for Him. And always catch every opportunity. It takes time. You have to take that as the highest thing you have to do with your life. You're going to have to find time for the Lord. If you don't, everything else won't make any sense as much. So, your first work, that's why, you know, Jesus went to the house of Martha and Mary. Martha was busy cooking, right? Busy cooking for Jesus, right? That's what outer court work. And it's important. We have to feed Jesus. But then Mary went to his feet in the most holy work and sat down there and hearing him. And while he was hearing him, Martha said, Jesus, why, why, why are you acting like this? Tell Martha, come on, come on. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, relax. You are busy about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that path. If you don't have that oil, when the time of need comes, you'll be confused and be followed. Remember, when their brother died, who was confused? Martha. See, her oil was not burning. She was not at the feet of the master. See, when Jesus came through the door, you know what she did? She went to Jesus. I could imagine how she stood. It was like this, I'm akimbo. That's where you walk in the kitchen. I'm akimbo. Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. 
But anyway, whatever you ask God, he will do it for you. So you could talk all those languages of Zion, but there's no power in it. And suddenly, Jesus said, your brother will rise again. He said, oh, I know that theory in the resurrection. Jesus said, I am the life. Resurrection. Do you believe this? He said, I believe you are the savior. That's what I'm saved. Praise God. You are the savior of the world. And you know what? She couldn't proceed further. She had not paid the price. She stopped and went to Mary. And so Mary came. You know what Mary did first? She's not standing like what? She fell at Jesus' feet, the most holy walk. When she fell down there, he said, My brother, what, Lord, if you've been here, my brother would have died. They were not arguing theology now. There's experience of oil flowing between Jesus and her. Jesus said, ah, Where do you lay him? And for the first time, Jesus started weeping. You see, something, something was between them and the Lord. Of you over here, the Lord is not moved as much as you are moved because you are not together. Huh? I mean, if you open tomorrow obituary on paper and see one name somewhere, do you cry? But if it's your uncle that you are close to, won't you cry? So, are you? See, that's why I put emphasis on spiritual growth. My first thing, I'm just a mad guy. He said, if you don't come from maturity school, you cannot, you cannot serve God. It's not because of me. The most holy work, if you don't do it, everything else is useless. And I know pastors like that. Pastors, they travel around the world. They are preaching, but their spiritual life is dry. Their lamp is burning out. Like you're serving. They're on TV, they're on radio. They're on everywhere. Household name. But they have a name, but they are dead spiritually. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to have a lamp that is not burning. I don't want to. I don't want to stagger around in the dark. I don't want to hear Jesus saying, Who goes there? I stone the Amoso. Where are you coming from? I don't know you. I'm not familiar with you. We never spent time together. Oh Lord, I was having you. I gave my brethren food. Food for the belly and belly for the food. Both of them be destroyed. I use my talent. Praise God. Thank you very much. But what about me, my savior, your savior? You have time for me? Are you growing? Are you buying the oil? The trouble is that you can't buy the oil when you are, when you need it. You can't buy that time. Hugo said, "If you wait to develop your faith when you are in crisis, it may never grow." It's when it's okay like this you need to grow and pay the price. I struggle every day. I wake up every day to grow and know God and go further in my faith. I can't afford. Not because I'm a pastor. I can't care less if I'm a pastor. In fact, I want service to open, to finish so I can go back to the Lord. I don't care about ministry as much as I care about the master. So it's important for us here this morning. If you're hearing the voice of your master this morning, the bridegroom is coming. And you know what? You need extra oil. Are you having that extra oil? Let us pray. I say, Father, I pray for that extra oil. Help me to buy. Help me to spend my time and my money to get rid of spiritual things. Help me to invest in my spiritual life. Help me to do the most holy work of seeking you in prayer and in scriptures and in growth and in learning and going after you. David said, oh my God, you are my God. Only will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. Are you longing for God? Say, Lord, this morning, your first, the first work is what to long for you. Your first love is to long for Jesus and wait for the master in your life and meet him in the private part of your life. Say, Lord, this morning, help me. I know there's so much in life, hustle bustle of life. There's so much to spend. There's so much to do. But help me to spend for my spiritual life. Help me to invest in my spiritual life. Help me to find you 
says, seek the Lord while he may be found. 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 Call upon him while he's near. Seek the Lord. I don't know your spiritual life. I don't know, but you know it and the Lord knows it. You say, Lord, I just want to know you more. It's my heart obsession. It's come to that. You know, I don't, I don't know about you. Sometimes I can give money to people, but that money is gone. Okay, you give them clothes, that's finished. You can keep on feeding the world forever with everything you got. You'll never be enough. You can serve in church, that's right. But where do you find satisfaction? In my younger days, I'll go preach in churches. They'll get blessed. I will leave the hall, my heart crying out for God. I'll just be satisfied. Things will happen, blessings will come. But I just, 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 just thought. And I'll go back home feeling funny. Then I, I never knew it was my flesh longing for God. Not just for ministry. It was my soul cry out and thirsty. Like when you are thirsty, you see, minutes ago, my voice was thirsty, it was dry. I had to drink water. So, instead of running around the whole world to change the world, I began to see that the only way I can be changed is by looking at him. That's only I find out. So what do I do? Sometimes those days, I go preach like this and preach for hours, like yesterday. I preached three times yesterday. Then other time, I won't have place to preach. The Lord said, spend time with me. I had a great man of God in this country. He said, spend about three months with the Lord. Not going anywhere. If you look at Jesus, can I close? Oh God. Luke 5, 15. However, this Jesus, the report went around concerning him all the more. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him. See, see, great multitude. What did Jesus do? Look at next verse. So he himself often withdrew. You know, the crowds were gathering. People were showing up in the meetings. And Christ would pick his Bible and run into the bush. Run into the wilderness. Often. Because you know what? Ask all those Hollywood artists. Ask all those actors and actresses. Ask all those singers. When you come on the stage and sing and woo people, something gets dry in you. That's why they sleep around. That's why they smoke hemp. That's why they drink, they drink cocaine and all that kind of thing. Because something's longing in them for something. They can't find it in the land of the living. So they want to go on high or something. But you can't find it there. You go to the most high to find it. Praise God somebody. So right now, you can always get high with the most high. Lift your hands. I'm in love with you, Jesus. First thing, I'm in love with you. I'm not in love with my work, with my family first, with my career first. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. Can we sing some more songs?